This is Cisco Chat Podcast. Each episode features Cisco experts discussing the latest technology topics from around the globe. As always, check out the show notes for links to more on today's topic. From Cisco's TechWise TV, I'm Rob Boyd. This is the Unscripted Podcast. Today we explore how one company is moving us closer to that scene from the Matrix where Neo gets that big data cable plugged into the back of his neck and instantly gains new skills. Except in our story, Neo would be wireless and have to wear glasses. But before we get to that, this story is also the first in a series of interesting technology ventures that represent, once again, parts of Cisco I had not considered, but now... Well, they just make so much sense. What's not very well known, but is also just as impactful, is our focus on investments. We're one of the most active corporate VCs in the world. We're out there leveraging the VC dollars that are driving innovation to get access to some of the brightest minds, some of the brightest entrepreneurs. Hitesh Sippel is head of Cisco Investments Portfolio Development a team whose stated mission is to empower the next generation of disruptive startups. We think over the three decades, we've built a really differentiated sort of access to innovation at Cisco. And what we're working on in a very concerted manner is bringing that access, that innovation closer to our customers and partners. So about two years ago, we embarked on a journey on portfolio development for Cisco Investments. What that is, is a platform that allows our portfolio of investments to get access to our customers, our partners, the broader Cisco ecosystem of business functions like Cisco IT, marketing, supply chain. In doing that, we're taking these creative, innovative minds, these amazing entrepreneurs, and giving them the ability to solve problems for some of the largest customers in the world at scale. So it's a win-win. Our customers get the best technology in the world. Our entrepreneurs who are passionate about solving problems get a chance to work with the best customers in the world. And we get to play matchmaker. Upskill is a term that refers to the act of teaching an employee new skills. So you might say, this is an opportunity to upskill staff and expand their capabilities. Well, this term is also the name for one of Cisco Investments' portfolio companies. Upskill has taken augmented reality and smart glasses, plus a lot of software integration, and applied these technologies to support an area that many thought were being displaced by technology. Before we talk to Upskill, let's get a baseline on augmented reality. Virtual reality is able to place the user in a completely different virtual location. VR does this through closed visors or goggles that completely block out the room around you so so that it can provide a newly created environment. Now, augmented reality does not want to separate us from our surroundings. It just wants to enhance or augment it. Visors or goggles for AR will be clear so you can still see. You can get augmented reality on your smartphone these days. In fact, it is the same technology behind Pokemon Go, if you've ever played that or at least seen it. Well, Upskill's success with augmented reality is no game. Brian Ballard is co-founder and CEO. We started Upskill, actually it was a different name at the time. Uh, It was originally called Apex Labs, but we started developing software for military augmented reality applications. In mid-2010, the U.S. military was looking to develop a new heads-up display technology for soldiers in the field. A company called Battlefield Telecommunications Systems, or BTS, was a government software provider for biometric force predictions, meaning real-time data displayed to a soldier's headset to indicate whether the person in front of them was a friend or a foe. 
Well, Ballard and two others left BTS to form what is now known as Upskill. The hardware technology at the time was very expensive. It was aimed at a rugged military audience, but as more uh, smart glasses came into the market or things like Google Glass, the industrial applications were really obvious, and we took our intellectual property and applied it at an industrial use case, and now Upskill is completely focused on the hands-free workforce. The idea of augmented reality has been around for a couple decades. Uh, um, some of the first uh, work in the space is attributed to Boeing trying to figure out how can they get work instructions in the field of view of, of the workforce. But for us, it was um, the idea of augmented reality is something that I know I was playing around with um, just as kind of like an intellectual curiosity um, back uh, before I founded Upskill and was right place, right time had a passion for the technology, but a, a hardware opportunity came around that made it possible and we jumped on it. It's like the basic skill that a technician has is, is, is something that they learn through their vocational training, but the exact how-tos of how you put a particular type of aircraft together or a new aircraft or a custom order on, on like, I don't know, maybe a particular airline has a different spec they're building to, that's the sort of information that we can deliver to the workforce. So all of the, the different, you know, trades jobs you see on the factory floor and we go out and meet with like the, the leaders in, in those factories, they're showing us like, here's a pain point. This is a problem we have. And let me tell you, the Boeing factory is at a different scale than that you think of. Um, so like, like we kind of go through that problem solving process with our customer and they're showing us their pain points and we can help assess whether or not our technology can solve them. But it's incredible how many different jobs like you can help um, with augmented reality and wearable tech. Upskill develops software called Skylight. They leave the hardware specifics to various companies like Google Glass who are already competing in that space. Now, General Electric, GE, was looking to solve a very specific and important workflow problem. Chris Delvises is Senior Director of Product Management for Upskill. So we use Glass Enterprise Edition. Uh, we used the Upskill Skylight platform, which ran on the glass and provided the step-by-step -step instructions for the, the maintenance procedures. And we also integrated it with a smart uh, torque wrench from Atlas Copco. And so this torque wrench has built-in sensing capabilities, so it can detect the amount of torque applied in real time, as well as wireless connectivity that we integrated with, with Skylight. So Chris was on stage speaking to a video he was showing where a technician was working on an extremely large jet engine. There's a big access panel propped open on the side. Uh, the technician has to climb a couple of stairs and stand on a platform just to get access to it. But the instructions now are in a massive three-ring binder sitting on a rolling cart, which is down on the floor, not up on the platform. So we see the technician consult the manual, then grab the right tool, then ascend up to the platform to perform each step from memory, since he's going back and forth, step by step, up and down. And my first thought was, well, why isn't that manual on an iPad or something? Why do they have that thing on paper? I mean, if you had an iPad, you could be carrying it up with them, right? Hold it in one hand or at least, at least set it down next to them. Um, so it would certainly be an easy improvement to make. Well, before we see how Upskill addresses this, Brian Ballard wanted to address my iPad idea. So if you think about, can you solve that problem with a phone or tablet today? Why haven't they? And a lot of it's phones and tablets are just more up-to-date paper. You're still putting down the work you're doing to read a manual. Like if you can change that interaction paradigm to something that's helpful, it's keeping up with you, it's available, 
it's it's that's game changing, not just like an incrementally better paper. Okay, so I had not thought about this in terms of context switching. The potential issue of having to hold the iPad or having to keep moving it or switching my eyes back and forth to make sure I was looking at the right thing, I, that could indeed actually get pretty annoying. So as we get back to Chris Delvisas, he's showing the same scene as before, but now this same worker is wearing a pair of advanced safety goggles. That big paper manual is nowhere in sight. Now, we first see him peering into the engine compartment as expected, but then we are taken to a new uh, first-person point of view so we can see his augmented reality. And there are step-by-step -step instructions floating translucently in our line of sight. Now it shows only the step currently being worked on because the system is aware of where he is in the process at all, all the time. And these text-based instructions can be enhanced now with images or video that can provide as much additional information as needed. He can even summon a supervisor or a shared expert through the See What I See feature and get live virtual help. Well, now he's come to the part where he has to adjust a critical nut in a really specific way. You can see we provide the, the range uh, that the torque is supposed to be within, between 51 and 55 inches per pound. And then below that, we show a real-time reading of the actual torque being applied on the wrench, as well as we give the user validation uh, with the, the green color there that the torque is, the, uh, is, is, is validated and is within the range. So it would show red if it's below the range, and then when it comes into range, it, it shows green. So this procedure here allowed them to completely reduce errors um, on, on applying the, the torque here. Well, I'll add that to my list of specialized IoT devices I had not considered. But as to the example here, it seems like a really small thing. But for GE, like any aerospace company, they grapple with the reality that millions of dollars are lost to uh, errors made during assembly. So when GE was looking for patterns across the errors that were popping up over time, they found a small nut called a B-nut uh, that would eventually start leaking fuel if it was not tightened correctly. Well, technicians had torque wrenches that could identify how much force was being applied, but the worker may or may not pay attention to that detail as outlined in the manual. Well, as Chris mentioned at the start, this proof of concept we were watching included upskill software, Google Glasses, and a smart wrench from a company called Atlas Copco. I just had to look this thing up. So it's called the ST Wrench, and I work with a lot of data sheets at Cisco, um, but I'm not familiar with this field at all, so forgive me if I'm the only one that really loved this line. But in their list of benefits, standard thing to have in a, in a product data sheet, Atlas Copco bragged that this tool is, quote, much more than a standard transducerized handheld nut runner, which I guess is what they're competing with. So there you go. So hopefully you can see how Upskill's chosen to stay with their strengths. They don't need to make the glasses. They don't need to make the wrenches or a lot of the other parts. When you go into a factory, you look around and, and the, the IT systems, if they're even there, are generally at a bench or a desk away from the work because that's where they're designed to exist and it's not, it's not available when the person actually needs the information. There are millions of jobs going unfilled in the US and often this is simply because there are able and willing people who just lack the required skills. So perhaps technology can help bridge this gap. Like if you think about it in terms of the GPS for, for your job kind of analogy, you're gonna get to where you're going. You're going to make the correct you know, decisions along the way. You're not gonna pull over and look at directions. And that's like universally, I mean, like you're gonna get 30, 50, 100% improvement on your speed, but also the errors you make drop significantly because you're not, 
memorizing the wrong information or you try to memorize too much and then you're like, I think I, kn I think I know what I'm supposed to do and you do it and find out maybe days later in the process that that was wrong and you have to undo all the work up to that point to resolve it. Well, that is one thing I really enjoy about meeting the variety of companies that are part of Cisco's investment portfolio. There are so many problems yet to be solved in so many different markets and just when you think there is no more opportunity, you meet someone like Brian and his team who are hustling to fill a void that you had just now discovered. I heard a story once that, uh, you know, like a, a cobbler comes to the new world, two, well, two cobblers come to the new world and they, they see, uh, you know, everyone running around and they don't have any shoes on. One cobbler writes back, there's no business opportunity for me here. No one wears shoes. The other guy writes back, this is a huge opportunity. No one's wearing shoes. I like, like I kind of look at the market that has not been addressed by technology as a huge opportunity for companies to unlock a huge amount of like business value. Like you've got this this moat between where traditional IT investment and business process investment has kind of been locked up in the automation, in the digitized process, and it's not touching the workforce. The coolest thing that we get to do and our employees get to do is go visit where our customers do work. So seeing how an airplane or a helicopter or fighter jets put together is, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, and then like you fly home from that meeting on like one of those, one of those aircraft. Um, you know, the types of work that those folks do, they're doing really complex assembly. It has to be right the first time and stay and stay at a high quality level through the life of that product. Um, you don't want an environment where people have to memorize those instructions. All right, I hope you enjoyed learning more about Upskill with me because there are quite a few more interesting stories in completely different industries that I look forward to sharing with you over the upcoming episodes. Hey, big thank you to the Cisco Investments team, especially Giselle Omar. If you want to learn more about what they're doing, because it is fascinating, uh, you can certainly keep listening to the podcast, but also check them out online at ciscoinvestments.com. Um, also, big thanks to Danny Sheriff on my team. This has been an unscripted podcast. My name is Rob Boyd. I'm from TechWise TV. Thank you so much for listening.